Hey guys, welcome to episode 7. Uh, my guest this week is a Facebook comedian. Uh, you might have seen his parody of It, where he suggests that the clown in the drain is a crackhead, uh, or his clips about Black Friday and uh, Facebook calls. Um, I've got to say, this podcast is primarily about science and tech and the dystopian future in which we now find ourselves. So it's actually refreshing to just sit back and chat shit about, I don't know, hip hop and social media and investment banking in the US. Um, please leave a like and a comment and let him feel the love. Give it up for Mr. Matt James. Matt James, how the fuck's it going? Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I've got a beer. It's Friday night. I've got yes, it is. a passed out baby right next to me, so... Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, you know, things are, things are pretty good. There's no COVID in our house yet. Is there uh, not? No. Have you had it? Um, I've had a test. I've had a, had a scare, but I haven't had it, no. Oh, really? But I know people have. Yeah. I feel like it's coming. Like, I know it's going to hit me at some point, and I've got this real fear inside of me that I'm going to be the guy that's in the newspaper where it's like 40 year old father of two with no oh, you're gonna be a statistic. yeah like i'm i'm gonna be, <laughs> you're the gonna story. be one of the one of the thousand odd day statistic aren't you yeah and it's gonna be yeah. made worse now that i've said that on here because people are gonna be like fuck <laughs> look he even said it on the on his podcast that was only like three like oh, I, no. I keep saying to lucy i'm like you know i could be fucking dead in like two months that's how you never know <laughs> you never know yeah I know. it's quite scary yeah so you've uh, you've had the false alarm, no antibodies, no positive results. No, I did the test. I had uh, that's because um, I had the uh, test and trace. All yeah. oh, right. So that went off. So I had to isolate for twelve days. Yeah. Then I got forced. Uh, well, my boss sort of like kind of uh, pressured me into getting a test. So yeah. And then I ended up getting one, but nah, nothing. Fair. Well, long may it's that fun. continue. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm hoping that in the next like couple of months we can just get vax the fuck out and then yeah yeah baby pick up where we left off. I really want to yeah. I want to like go into a pub with all my mates and then start a just piss by up. yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just by yourself then. Yeah, yeah. You fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I want to go in the pub with all my mates and like the first thing that I say is like, now where were we? Like that. I've I've yeah, planned exactly. it in my mind. You know. Start like, as we were. Yeah. Yeah. Or like start yeah. a gig like that. It's I've like, kind of forgotten what a, what a night out feels like now. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I could handle it. I think I'd get pretty wasted. Well, easily. Yeah. I mean, welcome to the last four years of my life. I feel like <laughs> since, since like when you become a dad, it's or a mum, I guess, like your your freedom to go out obviously disappears. And then when you do go out, yeah. you kind of firstly, you don't have the tolerance. But secondly, you feel like you need to make up for lost time, you know, like on, um, yeah, of course. Uh, have you seen that old, uh, film old school with Will Ferrell? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like, yeah. So, and you know, like how he's sort of, you know, under the thumb in it. And then when he does go out, he's Frank yeah. the tank. Yeah. And I feel <laughs> like, you know, that speaks, that movie speaks to me a little bit too clearly on the nose. I'd like to see you go all Frank the tank though. It's, I mean, I'm not ruling it out. Like I thought, <laughs> I thought the other day, like, wouldn't it be fun to like create a sort of like a little, um, 
you know like if you went through like your granddad's house or something after he passes away like there'd be like a little box of keepsakes or whatever and i thought it'd be really cool to make a little box but inside the box is just stuff that you're going to use it's like your i've just been vaccinated kit and like <laughs> inside it there's going to be a cigar and then there's going to be like two grams of coke <laughs> and then like a baggie of mdma and like some neurofen for the next morning and you know that's a fun box to find yeah that's a, that's a good weekend yeah um so i mean i'm not advocating that people should go out and buy drugs i'm just saying that you they know should get if, them off their, their granddad yeah and also <laughs> that you know if we're going to put the vaccine in our bodies then maybe some other stuff is all right too it's uh that's yeah. true yeah of course it's good let's let's talk a little bit about you and like your background and where you come from and uh yes. and all that jazz so you and i met each other um through the now defunct social media app vine, vine. Yeah, um what were you doing before that like because you how long like, ago was that how long ago was that we met each other i'm it gonna say like a long time ago it, it could it be as long as 10 years ago or is that is me? It 10? I mean, it's about oh, six since no. Vine died, and it was around for three or four years, wasn't it? So, shit, it may be that long. Um, yeah, no, it can't be. It can't be six years since it defunct. Can't be. I think it is, man. Is it? Oh well, I was doing Vine when I was living in Guildford, uh, and Jacob was zero years old then. Yeah, actually, it was before he was around, so that's got to be five years ago that we were still. No, because I was, I was. <sighs> Wait a minute, I was living in an old school school building. I remember that, and that was. Oh yeah. So, so that'll be about six, seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. So we we first uh, came to know of each other through that app, and you were doing yeah. sort of you know quite. Uh, near the knuckle videos and i was sort of trying my best to be a little bit edgy and uh yeah you were i saw i saw you first oh really yeah through the whole the stc oh yeah i was was quite new to it yeah and then oh yeah so then we like formed our sort of like little collective and um uh but before that had you done like comedy stuff or you've been involved in it at all no no i I don't i've done me and my mate uh mike um He's been in a couple of videos, old old videos. We just did little silly videos, yeah, that we didn't think would ever happen. Nothing would happen of it. We just did little stupid things. Then we saw Vine, yeah, and we started that. And then uh, I just carried it on. He he didn't really carry it on, but I just yeah kept going at it. And uh, I thought, oh, actually, I'll, could be something I quite like doing. So, yeah, and then yeah. so then you got quite a following on there. And um, through the STC page, that got quite. Uh, uh, well, I don't know if you'd really class it as a following. It's like sort of what was it like twenty or thirty thousand followers, mostly made up out of yeah, they're all made up <laughs> follow, like following bot. <laughs> they would like they're follow people bots, immediately, yeah. unfollow them, and then exactly. So there's ten followers and uh, yeah, um, forty thousand bots or whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but we like I think we were sort of semi i mean there was vine fame like genuinely famous people on vine or like had, had started on vine and then yeah. there was sort of like semi like i i got recognized once in the sky cafeteria by a guy he was Did just you? like oh are you you're that guy in sdc aren't you and i was like well yeah um <laughs> you know felt really good not gonna lie uh no <laughs> <laughs> he should have done yeah <laughs> he should have yeah 
Um, but yeah, so then, so then we were doing like Vine stuff for a bit, right? And uh, yeah. and then Vine collapsed, and now you've kind of moved on to like Facebook kind of skits, sketches, parodies, yeah, well, that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I started doing them when I knew Vine was going to collapse. Mm. <clears throat> and the first video did quite well that I did, and then I. Just, but the thing is, they take so long. Yeah, do so long to edit, and when you work full time. Mm. I can't like do what I used to be able to. I, I didn't think I'd be able to do a joke in six and a half seconds the way I used to. Yeah, I've forgotten how to. Yeah, do that. It has to be over a minute or something. Yeah, you know I prefer I mean? like longer form stuff. Anyway, like I always felt like with yeah. Vine and more recently with TikTok uh, and Byte, which is the sort of new Vine. Um, but yeah, these... I've seen it, but I've not. Yeah, well, I I quite like, but I prefer the users on Byte like the people that comment and like and stuff. Um, but I, I feel like that whole format of like short form video is so conducive to kind of base level shit comedy. 100%. So there has to be a punchline usually. Yeah. But uh, it's like, uh, it'll be like a sort of, like a sound bite of Samuel L. Jackson saying something and then somebody like they'll commandeer it and like reinterpret it to mean yeah. like, Oh, when, when you eat your hot dog too quick. And then they say like, and I'm like, I don't <laughs> like, it doesn't float my boat. But obviously no. I'm in the minority because it's the biggest fucking app in the world now. Right. Yeah. It's massive. Have you thought about like going onto TikTok to promote your I Facebook did. stuff? I, I did. I tried oh, right. uploading a few old videos and they got removed straight away. I lasted like two, so I thought, fuck this, I can't, I can't be asked for this. Yeah. Right. No. Your It one does quite well, though, still, right? The It one did well. Have you been recognised from that? No, I, got, I have been recognised from Vine. That was in Nando's. I was in Kent, I think. Really? Some, like, yeah, some like, young kid like, like, walking past outside the door. Yeah. And they're, they're like, these two kids like pointing at me. And they came <laughs> into Nando's while I was queuing up. Yeah. And, oh, you're, I just felt really awkward, but yeah, yeah. That's the only time I've been recognised. What did you say? Thanks for watching. I say, yeah, cheers, <laughs> thanks. Do you want to buy Menandos? Yeah. No, but yeah, but I've no, I've only get recognised off people that are obviously friends of my friends, and they've seen the videos. Yeah, because a lot of people in Norwich watch my videos more than anything. Uh, I see. Because, yeah, so you're Norwich famous, which is a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> sort of Norwich, but not really. Yeah, not properly. That's cool. No, but yeah, it it did well, but I, I never really quite get excited about it because it never really made a dent on my life. It was just it, it did really well. Yeah, but it didn't change anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't get any money out of it. I didn't. Uh, it didn't. It didn't lead on to anything. You kind of made so, the opposite of money in a weird way, didn't you? Because didn't like yeah. a couple of people fucking nicked it and re-uploaded yeah, they did. it? Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube they did. Fuckers. So they got all the views, and then I've got like what three hundred thousand views on YouTube. Yeah. But all the monetization from that goes to because I use like two seconds of music. Yeah. Goes to whoever owns that music. Fuck. The whole the whole monetization does yeah. That's so shit. Like, is it literally just two seconds and it just picks they, it up? They, yeah, that's what they said to me. Yeah, I was like, but I've used, I used more than that. I'm sure I did. But they yeah. said, but they literally, they um, specified the two seconds of music mm. is owned by BMG or whoever it was. Yeah. And they get, they get all the money from whatever that, it would have only, it would have only been about 300 quid or something. So, but 
still yeah. though it's like a nice feeling that yeah. something that you made that isn't your day yeah. job something you yeah. built is everything nice yeah yeah you earn a bit of money yeah have you ever had anyone like approach you through your facebook page or like youtube or whatever and say like i like your stuff a little bit near to the knuckle sometimes why don't you come with us write some stuff write some sketches yeah i have yeah have yeah. you yeah um well i wrote with dapper for a bit Oh yeah, yeah. I did write a couple of sketches for him, but he never used them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, who else? I have had a, uh, when it was doing well. I did have an agency approach me. Yeah, about putting me on their books. I guess um, I guess that they then in turn went and watched the rest of my videos and then never got back to me. <laughs> so that's the catch twenty two I have. You know, I want to. Um, make a career of it but i don't want to yeah water, water, i don't want to water anything down i don't want to appeal to the masses i want to do what i want to do yeah which is the you know I'm, I'm i'm my own biggest obstacle yeah comes to that but then it's like i, I remember like listening to a, a guy i don't know if it's on a podcast or it was like some sort of radio thing last week Talk, i think they were talking about an album built like making an album over the space of i think it was dr dre actually now i'm thinking about it um and he was like, saying something about like you know do you want to just quickly rush out an album with a couple of hits on it that kind yeah. of gets to number three in the album charts and then three months later everyone's like yeah oh, whatever we've moved on or do you want to take your time over like three four five years and then build something that is you know truly special that will last the test of time and yeah. uh I'm not putting you quite on the same pedestal as Dr. Fucking Dre. No, 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 no. But, <laughs> no, no. Um, I, don't, I don't put any time into it, really. Well, there's a parallel, though, still to draw there, isn't there? It's like, you know, do you want to go the easy route? Um, or do you want to have something that's got the credibility there that in, you know, five or yeah. ten years' time you can look back and go like, yeah, well, I did what I was actually interested in. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, I could, I could quite easily just cash it in, just do pranks or... yeah all everyone's jokes and make a make a killing off of that but i can't i can't do it it has to be it has to be a joke that yeah i don't know exists yeah there's a lot of times that you do something that um you come up with an idea that has already happened but you don't realize i do try yeah, to yeah. research make sure that no one's done it yeah and, um, Sometimes then, like uh, you, you think up an idea for a joke just a just a sort of exactly, outlying yeah. kind of concept yeah and then you message your mate and you go like this sounds like i don't it's probably like a sort of imposter syndrome thing it's like i yeah. don't believe that i could have just come up with this like this is i you know that's not me like yeah. so have you heard this before have you come across this does this sound familiar and then you tell them and they're like no like that's if it's been somewhere then i haven't seen it and then you start second guessing yourself you're like Okay, yeah. well, if I did think of it, maybe it's not that funny. Maybe it's not. Or, or like, when, when I checked with him, if exactly, it, like, yeah. he didn't laugh. He just said, no, I haven't yeah. heard that before. Like, yeah, Exactly. Well, me and Stoff have had that a couple of times where we've um, stolen each other's jokes unintentionally. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah well, I, I did a joke on Vine. I can't remember what it was. And then um, apparently Stoff, in, Stoff it, in turn, I'd watched Stoff's video. <laughs> I'd forgotten <laughs> about it. And that became an idea of mine. And then I did it, but Stoff did the same thing as well with one of my videos. There's a name for that, actually, like an actual like medical name for when you watch someone's 
stand up or you know a sitcom or something and you yeah. you know you laugh and it sort of sinks in vaguely and then 10 15 years later yeah. or however long it, it resurfaces as, as yeah. inspiration and through no fault you of your own it. yeah you think that you yeah. just came up with it and yeah it sounds so implausible if you were talking to somebody that didn't ever write comedy but it is real like i've had moments like that when i've been like is it like i, I remember seeing or thinking this before but did i just think of it is that what i'm remembering or? yeah um <laughs> so yeah so like, going back to vine and stuff so there was yourself and there was us um in like the sdc lot and then there was yeah. there was a few other like names and faces um like over this side of the pond famously dapper um who I still think it's quite an incredible story. I don't suppose they'll ever make an ITV documentary about it, but to get... Might do. Do you think? Maybe. <sighs> maybe he'll produce it. Not know. an ITV one. Maybe no. a documentary, not an ITV one. Yeah. I mean, it's... Um, like, if I if I scan my my memory back to that point, it was like, here's, here's how the trajectory of that went. It was like, he was an MC that was running nights in Clapham, right. and I had right. performed at them a load of times but in my mind he was just this mc guy who was like running his own nights and i was shit but i was sort of starting to write run my own nights as well so i imagined him to be a sort of better looking slightly more accomplished version of what i was trying to be i didn't oh, okay. i certainly didn't think he was like any sort of you know big deal um and he came across when he was emceeing he came across as sort of a little bit butt Lindsay, like quite tv presentery and <laughs> yeah. cheeky chappy ish and um uh and anyway then i think i was talking to this girl this stand-up sorry excuse me a sec a dummy back in my infant's mouth um oh well, hello. i haven't seen the baby yet i'm not going to show her to you right now you can look at this uh, one though this weird baby doll yeah that's no, nice yeah um nice yeah so i I certainly didn't think that he was any sort of, you know, big culture superstar, pop culture superstar. And uh, this girl, Polly Brown, who I think is just quit comedy completely, but uh, she was like, oh, yeah, like he's got hundreds of thousands of followers on Vine. I was like, what the fuck? So then that's when I downloaded the app and I like okay. looked at him and I was like, fuck, like, how is he so, how has he done this? And I was like watching yeah. his Vines and I was like, you know, cheekily laughing along and, um, uh, and then, I, like, I remember feeling quite inspired that somebody who had basically come from outside of the industry, like he wasn't a, you know, a TV guy or he didn't go to, like, through media studies and he wasn't one of these, like, privately yeah. educated Oxbridge comedians. And uh, somehow he had, like, circumvented that whole thing and used this app to just explode. Um, and he was selling out gigs. He was doing, like, a national tour, I think. And... I was blown away. I was like, maybe this is the route then. You just, you know, yeah. get online, do your own shit, and uh, and then you don't have to worry about, you know, slogging away for 10 years to get on fucking <laughs> Mock the Week or some shit. Like, yeah. And then when he got hauled onto Newsnight over the the sort of rape gag. In rape Virginia. gag, yeah. Yeah, alleged. Yeah. Well, not alleged, but... It's like, <clears throat> as I understand it, yeah, he... He was on stage. Somebody said, 
that the girl in the audience was gagging yeah. for rape. Then he yeah. repeated it and yeah. said, what? Like, she's gagging for a, a rape? And then uh, and then the journalist heard that and then reported that. And then, you know, two or three weeks later. All. He reported that. Yeah. He heard it all, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, maybe there's some some element of, um, I don't know, like sabotage to it from the, the tabloid journalist. Of I don't course. really know. But, of course. Um, so, yeah, so then he gets hauled onto Newsnight and then they, you know, they cancel, well, cancel his show or it's not re- renewed or anything. And um, and then that was, I mean, I think before all of that happened, it felt like he had gone around the mainstream, uh, used social media to amass this huge following, got himself this ITV2 show, and then he probably would have gone on to like, like I think he would have made a good Saturday night like variety show host. Like he's very amiable, very likable, and he's not always you know like dapper laughs. He's quite sort of you know he could do family friendly stuff. I think he used to actually work in like, did he? Am I making it up if I say like he used to do some sort of like holiday camp stuff? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm misremembering, but <laughs> he um. Like, I, that's where I saw his sort of career going. And then when he was hauled off and they didn't renew his series, I was a bit like, what the fuck? Like, um, and now I think he's doing, like, does he do, like, bar promotions and his YouTube and uh, Facebook? He's doing pages? really well. Yeah, he yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's doing it because um, he's he started his own beer company. and Yeah, right. So I was talking to him just before. Oh, mate, he's, uh, he's <clears throat> killing it, really. Yeah. I think he's got... He's got a really good, quite a business mind. really good talent for like pivoting. That's yeah. what I get from him. It's like, you know, he went up the social media route, pivoted, went to ITV2. That didn't work out. And he was crushed by tabloid hysteria, pivoted again, went out on his own, started building up. He was doing like a, didn't he do like a Friday night show on Facebook with Nick? Yeah. Thingy? Yeah. The Friday night live or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. And his movie that he did, and now this beer stuff. Like, because when I was talking to him before Christmas about maybe trying to get him on, um, he was saying about that promotion. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, like we'll just do it when you when you got time. Um, so yeah, he's uh he's quite he's sort of relentless in a way. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for him. Me, me, I'm a quitter. Yeah, (laughs) I'm a quitter. (laughs) I'm like that as well. Yeah. So, so who else was there? There was, um, so it was Dapper. There was Aaron Craskell. Yeah, I think. I don't know what I'm he. Not, I've, I've never met Aaron. Have you not? No, I, I, I know. I believe that he's a lovely guy. I've heard. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he's on. Like, didn't he? I think he went on to do like a prank show with ITV or something. Yeah, he did. No, it was ITV two. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then, like, across the pond, there's a load of, like, <laughs> miners who, like, went on to, I think some more successfully than others, like, moved their following onto YouTube. So when... Well, like, Logan Paul and all those. Yeah. They were just massive. Uh, do you know what's weird is I've almost sort of forgotten that they were even on Vine. Yeah, that's where they all started, wasn't it? Yeah. I think the, the biggest one was King Buck, or was, was it? He was always the one who was most followed. Yeah, yeah. He's in a few movies. I've seen him in recently. Really? Well, I've seen trailer. I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch the movies, but I've seen yeah. the trailers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like shit, but he's in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so. um, I remember there was like, like Jesse Smiles and the Gabby show. They were quite yeah. big. Yeah, I remember the Gabby show, yeah. And she moved on to YouTube. Um, and then like this sort of weird period of like cross celebrity happened where uh, they were YouTubers, but also pop stars. And What's this? what are you talking about? Like Ga that Gabby show bird is like, so she moved to YouTube and built up a following, but then also started right. releasing like pop singles. Music? Yeah. Oh, right. And I think, didn't, like, Jake Paul or Logan Paul, didn't they do something like that? They did. Uh, uh, Jake Paul did, yeah. It was awful. Was it? That shocks it me. It was like a rap song. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was awful. Oh, well, that's... I mean, my expectations were high. <laughs> you should get the album. Yeah. Do you listen to much rap these days? I do. I do listen to a lot of rap. Who's, who's on your playlist at the moment? Were you upset about MF Doom? Time. Uh, I'd only recently heard my first MF Doom track, so oh, really? yeah, I'm probably letting the side down in terms of being anything close to a hip hop head. Um, yeah. So yeah, why were you? Was that? Was that? It a, was a, yeah, one of my faves. Yeah. Uh, that's a shame. Yeah, it was a shame. Why that's is it? Why? It's always the good. I think Chris Rock does a bit where he's like, "It's only the good rappers that are dead. <laughs> it's always the good ones that die." <laughs> a lot of bad ones though that's good fair did I? yeah yeah so it evens out who's shit that died let's really soil on some memories oh, here oh god who's <laughs> shit that died god who's somebody that's died who's actually let's broaden it out from just rappers to celebrities who's the last celebrity that died where your reaction was like this <laughs> I mean alright fine oh. I'm, I'm okay with that um, Bill Spector. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Did he die yeah. of COVID or was it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Hmm. But you know, he was, uh, he had it coming. Yeah. He seemed like that. Th there was a big thing in the news, wasn't there, about how I think the BBC reported it as though, like they said, um, musical genius and troubled something or other phil specter and everyone was like no he's not he's not troubled he's a convicted <laughs> fucking murderer <laughs> well um, i don't know much about the case you know about uh, phil Spector. i haven't even really i don't know that much about it i, I haven't the, read into it yeah like the the little bits that i do know uh are that he and this is sort of second third information i third hand information sorry um that i've read but it suggested or I'm led to believe that he always had a fascination with guns and everyone had always said, you know, watch out for this guy. He keeps guns, loaded guns in the studio, et cetera, et cetera. And okay. that ex-girlfriends of his had previously uh, like filed complaints and like made friends know that he, he would rough them up and hold a gun to their head and threaten them and all that. And, uh, and anyway, then this one night he decided to take it a bit far and, um, yeah, literally, like, I think he picked up this sort of cocktail waitress woman and took her back to his mansion or whatever and literally shot her. Um, oh, wow. And I think he he said that, did he, I think he said it was a suicide, like, he tried to claim that it was a suicide to begin with, which is fucking batshit. Um, I love the balls on it, though. I love, like, like <laughs> to be that fucking nuts to, like, 
blow a hole in someone's head and to know like you must know that the residue is going to like blow back on you and like people are going to come in and take swabs and test it all like <laughs> and they're going to go like look phil mate this is what we do for a living look there's no way that this bitch shot her own head and that the residue is here like if you say <laughs> that you were over there why is there residue all down your you suit actually did that okay yeah, you never know mate like he'd have to be the most unlucky guy to pick up a cocktail waitress who is suicidal and decides that on her last night before she kills herself i mean to be fair if you maybe she just sucked him off if she just sucked off phil specter maybe she did kill herself i don't know yeah exactly see yeah they need to really look into that case (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've heard one side of it maybe there's another (laughs) side yeah yeah. exactly um yeah so rap wise um do you think because this is another thing that you and i have in common as well as being um you know social media heartthrobs yeah, of course um is that we're both lovers of hip-hop but uh we've also both like dabbled in hip-hop a little bit haven't we so we have yeah we both um <laughs> just we, we've dipped our toes yeah. in it yeah yeah have you did you ever like record demos and stuff back in the day i did i know shit do you how do you shit. feel about them now is what i was going to ask i fucking hate them now i, I know there's there's <laughs> Two, two or three people who have copies of this CD I made yeah. when I was probably about 17. Mm. And I made on a, I had a Roland keyboard and a little uh, multi-track. Yeah. I recorded this. It's so, it's so awful. I, and they've still yeah. got it hanging over my head. And, and they'll never let go know. of it. Yeah. You'll have I'll to. never let go of it. I need to find them. I need to break into their houses. You'll have to feel back to them. I'll get CDs and get rid of them. Yeah. You'll have to pick them up cocktail waitress or whatever yeah. and yeah gun to the face yeah. it's um, the thing i'm scared of let's say if i ever did get famous from this uh thing yeah imagine this cd coming up which has <laughs> destroyed me <laughs> it's the worst thing ever but yeah, yeah it's i mean I, like i have no such defense in terms of like oh you know i was only 17 and uh, like I was twenty five. Yeah, think. But I heard that, and that was good. I Do you think? That. Yeah, I feel like <clears throat> one of my favourite hobbies this day. Uh, this day, one of the my favourite hol- holiday. I can't fucking talk tonight, mate. One of my ha- <laughs> favourite hobbies these days. <laughs> fuck me. Um, is like ruminating just like thinking of stuff i used to say or used to do when i was like 20 or 25 and just cringing so hard i shatter my fucking molars like (laughs) and and like the the hip-hop albums is kind of in that bracket it's like i wasn't 17 i was 20 i was old enough to know better and there i was i've heard one song and that sounded good to me do you yeah you put on the group chat yeah maybe i'm just yeah i don't know like a friend of mine found this is why it's fresh in my head it's like a friend of mine found an old cd uh is this when you had the dreadlocks no it was a little bit after that dreadlocks oh, was post, my post dreadlocks yeah dreadlocks is very much my rocky singer songwriter phase but um <laughs> the hip-hop stuff was yeah shorter hair and uh one of my friends found the old cd and then I took a picture of it and put it on the group chat today and uh, uh and then like recorded himself like dancing along to it we, <laughs> my other mate was like i'm impressed you found a cd player like where the fuck did it he's like dvd player takes cds i'm like oh thank god i've got uh, a cd player still oh 
Really? Retro. I've still got a lot of CDs. I'm not debating selling them. Because um, a lot of these old hip-hop albums, Mm. because a lot of the record labels are defunct, and they're they're not, obviously the albums aren't being released anymore. They're quite worth a bit. Mm. Some of them. Yeah, some of them are actually worth a bit. So I might... But then I've got a bit of a nostalgic... Yeah. uh, ...grip uh, with them. I don't want to get rid of them. I felt like for a little bit, I wanted to make a um uh like a sort of a hand like a self-made jukebox with cds in it i thought that'd be quite cool yeah that would be cool um but i don't know how you like you know the the proper jukeboxes where they sort of curve round at the top i don't really know how to curve wood um are they wooden the jukeboxes they, or are they plastic they might be, but i don't oh, know how to wood. curve plastic either but um i mean i don't know how <laughs> to make a jukebox so i don't know why any of this Plastic is just heat. It's a lot of heat. What, like a cigarette lighter underneath? Yeah, that's it. I've got, <laughs> got a log burner. I just exactly, yeah. You just heat it and then uh, get the shape. Yeah, of the plastic. Okay. Then you, uh, I like what we're there. saying. Jukebox done. Yeah, I'd like to. That's your next project. Yeah, I'd blatantly like. I'd make it. I'd finish doing it. I'd be like, "Do you like it?" Like to Lucy, and she'd be like. I think it would go really well in the cabin. Like, but this is the dumping ground. So. I'm is in the cabin. the cabin. Yeah. Oh, this is the cabin. Oh. This is my man cave sort of thing. Um, but anything that is like that she doesn't like the look of, it's kind of like the baby doll. Like the baby doll. Yeah. I don't and think the, anyone. And the baby. Does anyone like the look of the baby doll? <laughs> I like the look of the baby doll. Yeah. I like the jacket. <laughs> wow. Oh my word. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, was it you that was telling me that like CDs have gone up in value by like ten? No, wait, hold on, that's yeah, ten times or something. <clears throat> uh, only certain ones. Yeah, because I was I, whoever it was that told me that I was like, I might just have a quick look, and I looked on Amazon for like for a double CD of two pack, All Eyes on Me, and it was fucking a hundred quid. I was yeah, like, Amazon's funny though. Amazon's yeah, Amazon yes, but you have to look on eBay to get the true price. Amazon crazy the cd prices on there oh really because <clears throat> so i've got a cool g rap and dj polo yeah. cd which is a limited edition double one that's 450 quid on amazon but there's no Fuck way it's me worth diagonally there's no way it's worth but on ebay you can't find it so i don't know maybe they are like worth investing in i don't know yeah because there's this whole vinyls are obviously yeah <clears throat> i feel like worth money. with vinyl though it's like <laughs> Like, I don't own a record player, but I am exactly the sort of person that would own a record player. And I would, I can, I get it. Like, I understand the sort of tangible romance. Yeah. yeah, like, to sort of, you know, pulling it out of the sleeve, putting yeah. it on, putting the needle on. Um, and the, there's a sort of, there's an aural uh, kickback or, like, sort of uh, reward mechanism that, that kicks in. When you put a vinyl... Cool on and then listen to it and you can hear the little bits of crackling before it starts and but there's something in that that real like music lovers really enjoy and love but with cds although there's a nostalgia factor because it's like i remember when i used to have two pack cd you know back in the day um it's not the same it doesn't have that for me so no. i'd be interested in buying some cds for like the financial reward if they are it does a bit for me it still has a little nostalgic really thing for me because I used to be my 
uh, my first wage back, it would all would go on to the CDs. I, I remember running to yeah. record shops because the CD that I wanted was being released. That so I'd run lunchtime. Yeah, my lunch break at work, run to the HMV. Yeah, get the CD, and I remember taking it home, putting the CD on, going in the toilet. Yeah, having a sit, reading the booklet. Yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole thing for me. But um, actually, that's a good now, point like the linear notes to have having the booklet and like reading the lyrics of it that is oh, something yeah. that's missing that was awesome yeah i used to love that and but, um now the other thing that's changed is like and like an album like you say you used to like run down to hmv like for us in maidenhead it was there was a virgin in maidenhead cool aid <laughs> all right thanks a virgin. Um, yeah and um uh ter- terrible don't laugh don't pity laugh um yeah, there was a Virgin Records, and then there was this place called MVC, which was like Music Video Club, which I think they were yeah. trying to add like some prestige to it, but like anyone could join, so I don't really know what the what the point was. Um, but like you would go in there, and it was yeah, it's like a product. It's like an out, like it's um, trying to think of the like the word like, but with like now you stream stuff, and it's like if I don't know Taylor Swift or um, yeah. Eminem or like whoever releases an album. It's like it is an album in the sort of twelve song set version, yeah. but it's not the <clears> fucking <throat> same as like when not, no. we were like nineteen and no. you know you run down there, you buy the album, you're holding the album, it's tangible, you flick through the notes, and it's like there was a concept to it. Maybe it was like yeah. I don't know. There's that. That's the, that's the annoying thing about the whole download streaming thing is that albums don't really matter mm. anymore because. If you put a CD on or you put a vinyl on, you have to listen to the whole album. You can't just, you have to change the CD if you want to listen to something else. But yeah. with streaming, you can just flick, you can put it on shuffle, flick it through. You just pick a couple of songs. Yeah. But, I, I, but to me, the albums matter to me more than singles. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like you're a true artist if you can create a cohesive full album mm. over 10, 12 tracks then you can just release one single that's good and the rest is all shit. That's yeah. What matters to me is the albums, yeah. And do you know what's like weird? If you like pan back a little bit and you look at... So just before everyone was streaming and everyone was just like downloading albums instead or like, you know, still yeah. buying a few of them. But in certainly in hip-hop, uh, things moved away from from the product being a, a concept album, like where everything yeah. was had a similar sort of feel like a mob deep album. i love a car i love a concept album. yeah like if, if you yeah, listen to a... to a mob deep album every song has a similar fit or a wu-tang album every song has a similar yeah. like sound and vibe and and texture to it um and then i think a lot of rappers and groups started just going right okay well track one's produced by the neptunes track two is produced by timberland track three yeah, produ- yeah. and it's like fucking 18 yeah. songs that sound like completely different artists and there's yeah. no concept behind it so now streaming is is the next level along from that it's like we've lost yeah. something no you're right yeah you're right yeah yeah there's not as much um heart goes into the album anymore but i don't think but i think a lot of us but i don't judge artists um quite a lot by how good their albums are not by their singles yeah are you are you more of like an album track kind of guy yeah yeah no not always oh really sometimes sometimes the singles are the best tracks on the album but 
I do like to, if I like, I do like to listen to the full album to really judge the artist. Yeah, yeah. For how good they are, yeah. I find, like, with, like, if I cast my mind back to, like, Nevermind, right? Massive album. Amazing album. Loads of people own it. Loads of people know every single track on it. Yeah. But do you ever, if you put that album on, do you listen to Teen Spirit or do you skip past it? Skip past it. Same, yeah. Yeah, skip past it every time. And it's the same on In Utero as well. Like that, In Utero is the first album I think I bought. Um, And it's. What's the the track on there that you skip on? Heart Heart Shaped Box. Heart Shaped. Yeah, even though I I love it. If it comes on the radio, I'm like, yeah, let's turn this up. But for some reason, when I'm in the mode of like album. I'm far more interested to listen to like dumb or uh, very ape. Um, yeah. You know, something that's a, a bit less, I don't know. It feels, it feels no, too polished. Oh, I love all apologies as well. Yeah. Um, you get, there's, a, there's like two sort um, two kinds of people. I think the people who, who don't like to be bombarded by one song. Yeah. Like yeah. us, the wheel, we've had enough of the song. That's all right. Well, try and find something new yeah or you get people that like to listen to a song over and over and over and over again yeah which is quite kind of like my housemate who listens to michael jackson constantly Fuck. on repeat still forever. really still 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 even even with the, the kitty fiddling yeah yeah still into it. That I, is... I mean he had a he had a whole uh mix going on the other night because he had he had r kelly on wow <laughs> then, he had, then he had jacko he had a whole the whole paedophile mix going on and then rounded it off with some phil fucking specter no he didn't have any of that no he's into his r&b it's... but yeah but you get certain people who are just into that just like to have the same song repeating they're only into that song yeah but then you get people like us who like to discover i just like new music. yeah I, I like the i like the unpolished uh not oversaturated feel of something like that like if and it actually goes back, like it stretches out to artists as well. I don't know if you're like this, but if you if you give me two CDs, let's say we're living in, you know, 2003 or whatever, you gave me two CDs and one of them is by a band that you tell me is at number two in the American charts and they're, um, you know, and here's their lead single or whatever. Uh, and then the other CD that you give me is like an unsigned punk rock band and it sounds like grotty and like, unpolished and unsigned like it i would be way more interested in the unsigned one even though i know the quality of like the songwriting and the production everything the first one is is going to be better and i don't know like i i think i would grow out of it but it's never left like yeah i just like the the sort of the i think it's like the potential of it like the the prospect it's like (sighs) this person could be like amazing and i might just be getting on the like the ground level like yeah, it's, you know it's the first time i listened to eminem I yeah and i heard that on tim westwood and i, I could not believe he was white <laughs> really was totally shocked that he was white. I, I heard it for the first time you know i used to i was in the time where you would record the radio on the tape on the cassette yeah yeah so i recorded and then eminem came on for the first time well he he said he was playing it for the first time and I, I, I thought it was unreal. Yeah. It was unlike anything I'd ever heard. And then, um, yeah, then he turned out to be white. Yeah. huge. Yeah. Is it, have you found anyone else to... Actually, wait, hold that thought. Let me just get beer. Hold on. Go on. 
I lied. I got two beers. Two beers? So you don't have to get up again. Yeah. That's good. That's good thinking. Optimal. Um, yeah. Have you, has there been any, any other artists that you've had that with? Because I've, I've had that with a couple now where you get in on the ground. Well, where, they, where they got really big. Yeah, like you discovered them. But like... There, uh, there is, I feel like there is, but I can't think what they are at the minute. But yeah. I had... I'm sure there is. Like with... With um, with music, I went to Reading Festival. It must have been in two thousand and seven, uh, and my girlfriend at the time was working as like a sort of steward type thing. Yeah. Um, and they would let her sort of you know work for a bit, but then she'd get like the night off, and then like we'd go out and get wrecked or whatever. But in like some of the time that she was working, I just basically had to go and like wander around by myself and drink cider and listen to new bands and stuff so anyway i went into the main arena at like 12 first act on was this little band with a bird with pink hair uh jumping around uh, and they were like oh this is paramore yeah. all right i was like i really fucking dig this girl's voice she's got an incredible voice and released the solo album recently really good really i've not checked it out actually yeah it's really good yeah oh like, yeah it's impressive yeah i'll stream it I'll stream one yeah. or two songs and then not listen to them. I can't remember anything. a name, but it's was, it a good album. Hayley Williams. Hayley, yeah, Hayley, yeah. yeah, that's the one, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I thought, I thought, oh, these guys are great. And, like, I remember their songs were super catchy, and then I looked them up afterwards, and then they went on to, like, yeah, be basically, I think at one point, they were, like, the biggest band in America. Um, but, uh, and then, like, with comedy, I had it with Louis C.K. Like, I, I... Looked at the oh, e- yeah. the end of an episode of Everybody Hates Chris, yeah. and it was like written by Chris Rock and Louis C.K. and I was like, I'm gonna because I was I wanted to find like unsigned stuff, you know, to you know look up people's oh, yeah, stand up, yeah. and I found this guy and I looked at his stand up and I was like, this is fucking hilarious. What sort of era was that? What sort of um, he had done Shameless, which I think is his first special, and he had yeah. done an HBO like half hour thing or Comedy Central half hour. Um, so this is pretty chewed up. I think it was just literally just before chewed up. Okay, yeah. So that's chewed up's kind of the one that sort of yeah. And then he brought out hilarious, and that sent him out into yeah, hilarious as well. Yeah, um, into the stratosphere. And then by the time he did like oh my god, then he was yeah the biggest comedian in the world. Um, sort of probably not as big as Jerry yeah, Seinfeld, but yeah. Um, but yeah, like so, I've there's been a couple of times where I'm like, yeah. Wait. But here's the irony: is like you, you sort of you, you're drawn to the potential, and like these, yeah. this person or this band or whatever might be massive. But then when they actually do get massive, it's all like, yeah, irks me a bit. I'm like, yeah. Well, I, I had that. I had that with uh, Zach Galifianakis. Oh really? So I, used to, I, I watched his. I came across his um, stand-up on YouTube. It was literally just in a club. Mm. or something I, I thought it was fucking hilarious yeah i thought who is this guy he's, he's hilarious and then the next thing on you he was in the hangover and then all of a sudden yeah he but i i thought yeah i think i think i was watching like a top 10 some random guy on youtube but like top 10 comedians and they zach Gallup, i had never heard of him yeah and then looked him up and yeah and then all of a sudden he became huge yeah and I, I get that with tv shows as well so obviously breaking bad i watched from season one that became yeah huge by season three yeah yeah i'm trying to think if there's been any tv shows that i've got into like for it for a long time i just didn't really watch any tv which sounds pretentious right. as fuck but 
um mm. I, don't, <laughs> I just didn't really i don't really know why i think i, I was just really like out yeah. gigging or i don't know um speaking of gigging um do you did you do i feel like you asked me once about doing some I, open mic gigs and stuff did you ever I did, I did do anything gig. or no i had before the videos i did i had this um brief moment where i thought oh i could do stand up and then i i wrote five minutes mm. i thought oh yeah brilliant this is really good <laughs> and i instantly looked for open mics in norwich yeah and uh one was at the rose tavern which is up the road for me and i thought oh, i'm gonna do this yeah this is it and i i went in there and then i said okay you got 20 minutes i went, what <laughs> i wrote like five minutes Fuck. and they said no you have to do 20 what and then i got up there and i just bombed hard for 20 luckily, minutes everyone, everyone in the pub was friendly so they were just like sort of clapping me a lot even though i was just up there <laughs> just, <laughs> it's the worst 20 but minutes the word the thing i remember is not being embarrassed yeah which is strange because i get embarrassed in everyday situations but i remember being on stage and thinking ah oh, i don't really care but then i didn't carry it i, I did it i did i did a, only another two shirt ah oh, two uh, five minute open mic slots, and one was at Lions then. Mm. That's great. And one was at uh, the Laughing Horse that competition. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the five minute thing, and then I remember at the end there was they called Matthew James as the person going through. All oh, right. And it, t- it turned out there were two Matthew Jameses. Oh really? The five minute slot. Yeah. <laughs> so this other Matthew James. So I got up. I said, no, the other Matthew James, not oh, brilliant. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's even worse than just not getting through. Yeah, well, just the stand-up wasn't good. And, and the, my problem was that every time I, I wrote five minutes worth of uh, comedy, it would always – I wouldn't stick to one material and try and perfect that. I would try and do something completely different every time. Yeah. I, I was trying to find my voice, and I never really found it. And I was just, uh... Yeah. it's. I mean, I think you had a unlucky – first start in terms of getting a 20 spot straight away is there many no, was, like yeah. is there many open mic comedy nights in norwich or no, is it it wasn't an open mic comedy it was just an open mic night. yeah i was about to so say was like everyone going up there because that's like yeah. i know like if i move back to maidenhead or, or even like around here um mm. if i wanted to find a, an open mic night it would guaranteed be like some you know sad art student with a guitar singing a song and then there would be a magician would come on and then well, it's uh, similar to that yeah the night in Norwich, yeah yeah. Very similar, yeah um whereas i think you know you will know this now that you've done lines then that in london there's you know there's actually quite a healthy open mic community and you just well the thing that I, lo- and... I loved is that it's guaranteed there's gonna be someone a lot shitter than you mm. which i realized at lines then i remember a guy getting on stage and shaking yeah, he didn't have Parkinson's or anything. He, he was shaking because he was so scared. I thought, "Why the hell are you doing this?" <laughs> what, what? But yeah, yeah. I just remember Lions Den was the only one that went well. To be fair, yeah, that was the only one that went well, and I never stuck to that routine, which was a mistake. Well, I don't. Know. I mean, Lions Den was such a friendly room as well. Like it, it was run yeah. by a guy who's now passed away, unfortunately. But um, okay. he uh, he ran a really nice room, uh, and I did my. F- second gig there actually um my first gig was a guy like a guy was shitter than me uh but he he just started i don't know if i've ever told you about this but he 
gets up okay. on stage uh, and he just starts talking about like, like there's no jokes there, but he just starts talking about like anal sex and like looking at some, like some, but like there was like three of us in the audience and he was just talking about no it. context. Though, just no, no, talk. just like, and then he starts, he pulled out <laughs> this hold all like this bag and just started pulling out like sex toys and stuff like, but he was about 57 in a white string vest, like sort of Rabsy Nesbitt looking guy, jokeless, just talking about how he's going to, like pointing at one person in the three person audience, <laughs> how he's going to fuck. Like it sounded like a genuine like threat, and uh, and then they were like, "Next up is aid." And like, <laughs> I got up and I I was trying to be like Chris Rock, and failed rightly. And uh, you weren't doing n n word jokes, were you? I, no, no, I was not. Um, I was doing something I think about Britney Spears because she was having a meltdown at that point. And um and then I it scared me the fuck off and then about I think about six months or maybe even a year later I tried it at Lions Den and it was so much nicer so friendly uh, but yeah. I was that guy like I mean probably not that actual guy but I was the guy who was up there like shaking I was so fucking nervous really? <laughs> like I had my hands in my back pockets because I was and oh, I had, how old are you how uh, old are you then I was I must have been about twenty nine twenty eight twenty nine. Yeah. I think probably we we're probably similar age. I might have been. I probably was a bit younger. Yeah. Bit younger. Um, but yeah, it's really nice. I didn't though. know it was that late that you started. I didn't know it was that late. Yeah, I I wish I'd done it a lot earlier. Like, yeah. I used to talk to guys who would also be doing it in their you know sort of late twenties, thirties, and we would always say like, all these young young cunts doing it that like they're all like twenty, twenty one, and they've yeah. got time to get good. And, you know, get signed to, like, Avalon or whatever. Um, whereas, you know, we were sort of, you know, 29 or in some cases, like, you know, 35, 40. And, um, you know, you've got, like, like, actual life problems to worry about then. Like, if, <laughs> if I went back now and I was, like, gigging four nights a week, I actually think Lucy would probably leave me. <laughs> be like, yeah, just going out to do three gigs tonight. She'd be like, really? I'm just going out to fuck someone else. See ya. Well, now I think she'd be all right now, wouldn't she? I don't think so. Nah. Enough? Well, we've got a baby. Well, not, not with the baby. Not with the baby. No. Yeah, we've got a baby, and like I don't believe there is a baby. I think you're just making it up. I, I suppose I could show. I was about yeah, to say show it to baby. you, show her to you. <laughs> show it. This is any, anyone that's listening on the uh, audio version will not see this, but here's here's a baby. Oh, well, that is a baby in the studio. Definitely not <laughs> that baby. Different to that baby. Uh, yeah, passed out. I like the I like the uh, 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 onesie or wherever she's gone. Yeah, yeah, she looks pretty cute. I think she yeah. takes after her mum. <laughs> well, obviously. Yeah. Apart from the <laughs> apart from the ears, God help her. Oh, she got the ears. She's got my ears. Yeah. Oh, her life is fucked. I know. Oh, it's, it's, it's a life of misery. That is. It's like it gets me in that weird place where I'm like, do we? pay a surgeon to fix her ears <laughs> or do we embrace the fact that she's a bit different and she'll probably end up with really great music taste as a result of it exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> well, can you hear better with your ears is that, is that a thing not anymore no i actually uh, i've got pretty bad tinnitus now i don't know if you're a music lover you've probably been to a fair few gigs have you got like hearing damage not as many no i haven't been to that many I've been to a few, yeah, but not as many as I should have. 
being mm. a lover of music, I've not been to as many as I should have. What's the first thing you're going to do when you get vaccinated or when all of this is over? Nothing, probably. I probably won't do anything. <laughs> when, all, <laughs> when all this is over, I have no idea. Really? I've not thought about it. No, holiday. I need a holiday. That's like the number one thought like in everyone's mind is like, I've oh. not thought about it. I've kind of liked it. <laughs> 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 I've, kind of, I've kind of enjoyed it. Like, as bad as it sounds, Mate, I've kind of enjoyed it all. Fuck your, your like, 17-year-old hip-hop album. This is going to be the quote that's going to come back to, like, to bite you. <laughs> like, COVID, I've kind of enjoyed it all. They'll be like, <laughs> no. yeah, you know Matt James, who's in, like, those Judd Apatow uh, movies? Yeah, well, actually, he said no. that the pandemic that murdered, like, a million people, he was like, actually kind of fun. <laughs> I saw an upside. That's not come out right. It's not come out in the right context. Mm. Um, but I mean, yeah, the lockdown and everything for me has been pretty good, and uh, I've you know it's been productive for me. Well, productive-ish. Yeah, I think there's been and it's been nice to have the time. It's been there's been some good stuff to it for sure. I think a lot of people yeah. have seen their kids a lot more, which has been great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've had enough of it now. I was getting on my tits now, but yeah, I just. I just really want my parents to survive so that they can look after my children while I go out and get really fucked afterwards. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that is, that is the main. <laughs> it's like, mum, mum, you better not fucking die. <laughs> yeah, uh, mum, don't I'm die. I'm going to need you in about August, September. You bought, uh, like, a big like, outbreak suit. So yeah. Which is, like, walking around like Morgan Freeman. Yeah. 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 I'm going to send my send my stepdad the slippers that he asked for for Christmas and then send my mum a hazmat suit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. you got you got to be careful. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just want a childless night or weekend of very boozy uh, mischief. I just like... It's it's been or it feels like it's been so long since I've just stood at a bar talking utter nonsense to friends. This yeah, this is now you're saying it. It's making me miss. Yeah, <clears throat> miss it. Yeah. I mean, having a podcast helps because I can. I mean, this is sort of a bar with you know talking very little substance, speaking very it's little true, substance. Yeah. But I mean, we, we did have that gap where we were sort of allowed restrictions were sort of eased ish. And I did go to a few pubs when that happened. Yeah. So it's not been that long since I've been to a pub, but... Yeah, I had a sort of, like, a PG-rated pub experience when, mm. uh, like, on a Saturday afternoon, Lucy would need to do something or other, or or she'd be pregnant and uh, moody. And uh, and then I would take Jacob out, get out of her hair for a bit, uh, and we'd go walking around the park and then I'd be like, oh, let's just go to the pub. And then I'd sit him in the back of the pub with his like Amazon Fire tablet thing. And <laughs> I could just sit there with a Guinness. And it sounds so stupid. I can't really explain why it's a thing. But it's just like I could sit at home with a Guinness. But there's just something about being in a pub with horrible 80s cock rock music playing. And like some guy on the fruity and you know some barmaid there's a feeling yeah as an aesthetic or in a i forgot what's called yeah do you think there is do you think a certain charm to it do you think other countries understand that do you think they feel like it's weird maybe not maybe not the pub seems to be more of an english thing but i always i'm always quite intrigued by american bars they always look so amazing (laughs) 
I've always wanted to, like in films. Yeah. You see the amount. I just always wanted to be in one of those bars, but I'm, I'm sure that as soon as you're in them, yeah, it's not quite as a. Uh, do you mean like as good as you'd expect? As you're saying this, do you mean like um, uh, like a sort of cocktail bar kind of thing, or do you mean like no, like in all, in, like in every movie that you get, <clears throat> like these old like these sort of Texas bars, they someone's oh, yeah. sitting in the bar. And he's, he always like sit at the bar, and then someone's like bringing you. Always neat as well. Yeah, I don't know anyone who drinks neat. No, is that a thing in America? I don't know anyone who drinks neat. No, hey, do you know what's weird about yeah. that? It's like sort of paradoxical as well because it's like I know friends who have like they did exchange student stuff in America, and be- them yeah. being Brits, when they were over in America, they would have like you know three or four beers after all their lectures finished for the day, and their students remember, so it's not a big deal. Um, you know, they wrap up the day, they have a few beers. And then, like, the American students would be like, um, do you do you have a problem? Do you have a, a drinking problem? Or, like, like they would offer them support. And, like, it was a, a that much of a surprising thing, supposedly, that they were having more than, like, a beer. And yet, right. on the flip side of it, it's like, yeah, whenever you watch, like, I mean, I was about to say Ali McBeal, but not that I watch Ali McBeal, but... I've never watched Ali McBeal. But, like... You know, those sort of legal dramas, you know, they wrap up a busy day in the courtroom and then they all go to the same bar the and they're like, the they always go to the bar. yeah, and then they're like, Afterwards, scotch, yeah. need just the ice. Always need. Yeah. It's crazy. And they always loads. And then, but then you get all the spring break, all the spring break things. And they're obviously drinkers. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just like those people my friend went away and did an exchange thing with were yeah. kind of pussies. That's yeah. probably a way more. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Likely answer. It depends who you meet. You can't, you can't um, put all your Americans in one basket. You really can't. No, they don't like no. that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, let's, t- let's talk a little bit about um, uh, this GameStop stuff. So I don't know how much you know about this uh, and it's, it may not be your wheelhouse, but it is all over the news at the moment. Um, so I thought let's. Let... You might need to explain to me exactly what's. So I well I'm not really like a a hedge fund guy. Um, I know a guy who does work in a hedge fund. Um, and and I've read a couple of articles about it over the last couple of days. But from my layman understanding of it, uh, it it sounds as though so like when when hedge funds short sell, um, against a business, like what they do is they they borrow a hundred like let's say you've got shares in greg's right and um and i say i'd like to borrow those shares and they're worth a hundred dollars right so i borrow your greg's shares and i sell them i immediately sell them on the market for a hundred dollars and then i'm betting i'm speculating that those that greg's is going to go through a rough time and the, the value of the shares will go down and then what i do is i wait for it to go down and then I buy the shares back off the market at $30 and then I give you your shares back. So you've still got your shares, but I have made like $70. Yeah. So that's how the short selling of it works. And then there's this shop called GameStop where um, a load of hedge funds or two or three hedge funds um, did this to them. They were like, we don't like their business model or, you know, we see problems coming down the line for them uh so we're going to take out a short against them we're going to borrow some shares sell them and then hope that they go down and then blah 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 um and 
a load of investors, like amateur investors on Reddit, found out about it or saw saw okay. the trades being closed or whatever. And I'm guessing, I'm I'm just guessing here that on Reddit that these guys are gamers and that maybe they have some sort of romantic affiliation with a you know an independent game shop. Uh, and so they decided to give the hedge funds a kick in the balls and all get together and start buying shares in GameStop, which then made them scarcer, which then supply and demand made them more valuable. And so as the share price began to creep up, oh, wow. all of these hedge funds started to really panic because they're like, fuck, 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 fuck. Like, you know, the shares were like $3 or something, you know, like minute. And now they've gone up like 800% or 1,000% or something. Um, so all of these hedge funds have got really troubling positions against this one independent game company. Uh, and I think I'm right in saying that one of those hedge funds has already gone bankrupt in the last couple of days, like wow. billions of dollars of debt. And, and what they've had to do is they've had to sell their positions in other short um, scenarios to cover this one. Um, and so loads of people are saying like, yeah, good. Like we've kicked the hedge funds in the balls um death to wall street all of that stuff but then what happened this is where it gets a bit fishy is all of the amateur investors bought the shares using something called robin hood which is a platform in america which you buy yeah. these shares on it's for like every day you know working class middle class americans to buy shares and get involved in the stock market and robin hood froze the ability to buy more shares which then affected the share price. So it started to tumble down a bit, which made things a lot easier for the hedge funds because now these shares were not as sky high as they were before. Now they've come back down to a sort of manageable loss kind of level. So everyone's losing their fucking minds going like, hang on a second. Like, you know, we got together. We decided that we we're going to buy all these shares. This is perfectly legal. Yeah. We did it through the Robin Hood app. Um, if you want to buy the shares off us, I'm sorry, no, we're not selling because we we just want the shares in the company. And meanwhile, this Robin Hood app are saying like, uh, yeah, well, we're just going to we're going to freeze buying. But like, I think they said because there's too much market volatility. That's why they were freezing it. But there wasn't really any market volatility. It was just it was just people wanting to buy yeah. a lot of shares quickly to kind of keep making the price go up and make things worse for the hedge funds. So people are losing their mind because um, it would appear as though the hedge funds are basically push putting pressure on the little guy. They're saying like, look, yeah. you can make like some of these people who have bought shares in GameStop bought like $50,000 worth of shares and it's gone up to like eight fucking million dollars. Like it's such a high return. It's if you look <laughs> no. at the graphs of it, it's like the value of a share in it's it just goes like throughout you know uh 2018 2019 2020 then 2000... imagine if you bought this without knowing all this news yeah right like if you bought the share without knowing the whole you would just what's going on like, oh, i like this little independent you know i like i yeah. like to give back <laughs> yeah. to independent businesses oh you know hundred dollars there you go like that yeah that's mad yeah so but now yeah obviously what they're saying is you know when the value of this these shares shoots up and normal people are going to make a killing or you know make a statement whatever it is that they're trying to do then even then you can't fucking make money it's not for you it's for the hedge funds it's for wall street to make the money you're just some little guy so sorry even when you win too bad you didn't win like that's 
why it's so contentious. Sure. And uh, and I wonder where it's going to go. I'm a bit like, you know, if you if you destroy the credibility of normal people to be able to make money out of capitalism broadly, like what like what does that do? <laughs> I know that's just crazy. It's like, why would you ever trade again? Why would you? Why would a normal working class person ever buy shares in anything or invest in? No. Like, I don't know much about uh, this because I haven't really read up on it much. But I just saw a story about Jordan Belfort. He came out saying there's definitely something illegal going on or something. I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what? Do you know about? Is there something illegal going on? No? Uh, I think the users of Robinhood. Uh, like they've launched some sort of class action suit against Robin Hood because okay. like what possible reason could you have for saying that you're freezing trades based on market volatility when there isn't really any. So probably what will come out is either a lot of paper shredding and like empty recycle bins uh, or there'll be some sort of, yeah, like snooping around and, and it will come out that there was pressure from, it may even go up to the White House. I don't really know. Um, I'd be so vexed, though. Like, if I put, let's say, $100,000, not that I have that sort of money, but if yeah. I did, like, if I was involved in this, uh, like, Reddit group, uh, Wall Street Bets, they were called, if I was involved in that and, you know, I built up a relationship with a few other traders and I had some confidence that what we were all saying together was reliable, I might put down, you know, a grand or two grand or something, um if i was feeling very flush that month yeah uh and then if if this sort of fuckery came out of it and i lost what i perceived to be you know 20 grand 30 grand that's like house deposit money and it's you know it's great yeah like i'd be like well hang on a second i'm <laughs> trading just like you're trading so how come when i'm winning then suddenly it's like i wouldn't understand why you couldn't yeah have that money yeah that would um that would destroy me, that would. Yeah. Oh, well. Never mind. Not my problem, really. I didn't invest. Uh... <laughs> Do you invest? I put some more money into Bitcoin the tail end of last year. And then... Oh, how's that doing? Uh, it was doing all right. It was sort of growing bit by bit. And then uh, right. because of... Like, if you're on salary, uh, like PAYE, you get paid, you know december the 18th or something right just before christmas so it's like december the 18th through to january the 29th or whatever you know yeah yeah i was getting so desperate i was like i don't know if i can (laughs) feed my kids so i i just withdrew it and uh bought a bought a food shop and um and now I've actually been paid. I'm not... How much? How much did you have in there? Not much. Like it, it. I had just started doing it again in about like August, September last year, and uh, just like a little twenty-five quid uh, every Monday, um, just to keep topping it up. So it was only like in the lower hundreds, um, but it had like it had grown. Um, yeah. And I looked at the the growth figures for the last year last couple of years and it's you know it's going up it's outperforming like actual stocks and shares so i'm a, I'm yeah. a bit like i should get involved in it again because it's it seems like a no brainer like the only reason that you would not invest in I bitcoin feel like it's too late now for me i feel, nah. I feel like it's too is it not? no because the way that bitcoin works is like the the algorithm like to, to mine a bitcoin just gets harder and harder and harder and that's why all the memes that you see 
of people mi mining bitcoins are like rooms full of hard drives all working together to try and mine a bitcoin um and so every time someone successfully mines a bitcoin the algorithm gets harder um yeah and so there's a, a and the other thing is there's only so many bitcoins that can ever be mined so if it gets harder and there's a set limited number that there can only ever be then you have a supply and demand issue because if i own yeah. a bitcoin and there's only ever going to be you know fifty thousand of them or whatever uh my bitcoin is going to go up in value again and again and again as long as more people are buying into the system which given that the trend over the last like six seven years has been that it keeps going up then it's like well obviously people are interested in crypto and the facilities are there now to sort of i mean not so much in the uk but you can buy yeah. there's places in london you can buy a coffee with a bitcoin when we're not all dying of covid but um so yeah, i've never i think it will you know the, the only question mark for me is what happens if i build up ten thousand pounds worth of bitcoin because that's the other thing you don't own a bitcoin you own a fraction or a percentage of a bitcoin so you can buy like a pound's worth of bitcoin so if i build up ten thousand pounds worth of bitcoin and i'm like this is going pretty well I might leave this to grow and it grows to 15 grows to 20 yeah. and i start thinking this is going to do pretty well for jacob's house deposit you know i'm getting a bit cocky or like maybe i'll buy a boat or something like that or maybe i get made maybe i get made redundant and i desperately need thousands of pounds quickly um yeah. if i go to my phone and then i try to transfer that and then it says government sanctioned like banned cryptocurrency um or whatever like i i'm not too worried about having to pay tax on the return that's fine but if they if they ban it and i lose all my money i might want to kill myself because it's like 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 is that a possibility is it yeah, i mean there's been a few stories about it in the papers okay. yeah there was a guy um I think he's a Bank of England guy, and he was saying everyone that invests in Bitcoin should expect to lose their money at some point, and it, like whether that's through regulation or uh, like a zeroing of the value of it, because a lot of people see it as a big pyramid scheme. It's like you yeah. invest a hundred pounds in it, and then you know the value goes up for me, and then I'll cash out, and then anyway you're stuck in it now, and then you have to get three more people to invest it. So there's, I guess there's that um but it's i'm i would be more worried personally about the regulatory aspect but then do you know what's weird it's like i i know a guy i interviewed him for the second or third episode and he's a hedge fund guy and he's yeah i, I, I watched that yeah I watched, right uh, quite, yeah. so he was saying that if it's not bitcoin it will be something else and if they outlaw it here people will just move their bitcoin to like a swiss bank account or like a you know a panama bank bank account the way like it's too big it's like the genie's out the bottle and people want crypto yeah so even if you can't use it here you can transfer it to your mate who's in you know florida and then he can do it or you know so i, I feel like it probably will be all right and if it's growing in value then fuck it yeah so you're gonna reinvest yeah i think so i think i'm gonna leave it yeah. growing yeah i think this year might be might be all right to do it because um, last year was still sort of still quite like financially quite hard last year but um this year i'm hoping things might be a little bit more comfortable how about you are you going to download coinbase now get on it 
I might do. Yeah, I did. I, I did. Um, Next time I interview, like if you come back on episode twenty or something, you're going to be sat here with a pinstripe suit and a bow tie, just like what? Let me show you about my portfolio. Just hope but homeless. <laughs> <laughs> just the pinstripe, a suit, and a bow tie, but in the streets, <laughs> sucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> thanks a lot for the financial (laughs) advice you prick yeah 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 Yeah, no i've I've, I've, um i've um perused over forex and uh yeah uh invest in because i i I wanted to invest in disney i didn't have enough money to do it because i knew they were putting their streaming so i knew that would go up oh right so i thought i'm gonna get some money i'll put a load of money into it yeah yeah I never had enough money to put into it to even bother. I think it's like, I think more people are getting involved in it now. I'm more interested in in investment now than I ever was before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never understood it until. Yeah. And I still don't fully understand it. Yeah. But. I am I mean, I'm definitely a novice. Like, Lucy's the one that's really into yeah. investment stuff. But you'll know, as I do, that when you're in a relationship with someone and you're talking about, you know, your thing and then they talk about their thing, you just sort of like proxy absorb the information like i don't know like what what yeah. does your missus do um she <laughs> she works at housing uh thing. i can't remember what they're called um i'm gonna get in trouble for this <laughs> you don't need to give me that like, exact name but, like she works in what like a sort of housing association it's or... not a housing association okay yeah, and she's like she's on call and she get there you get people um phone up uh, where they got problems with their houses yeah. or they got problems with, yeah. I forgot the fucking name. I got the name of the thing, yeah. But... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I don't need to know the name. But, um, I mean, unless you want to promote a brand or something. Yeah, so she's, she's um, it's sort of a, well, she lost her job um, when lockdown happened first time around. Right. So the jobs she had at the time. And then she got this near it's, it's sort of a call call center but mm. it's, it's what she she said she didn't want to do that yeah but she, she ended up doing it and uh, i think i think she quite quite enjoys it yeah uh, yeah but you like i'm guessing that you sort of absorb stuff about that industry and like how how that business works and stuff and she obviously no because i can't remember the <laughs> name <laughs> yeah <laughs> i haven't absorbed that much have you yeah okay flagship Flagship, that's the cool. flagship housing, flagship housing or something. Cool, we'll give them yeah. a shout out now for all thirteen yeah. of my listeners. Flagship housing, all to the flagship housing brothers. Yeah, but they've um, um, she gets some uh, interesting calls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get a sort of similar thing with like so Lucy's like she works in property, and she's super interested in in investment and shares yeah. and uh equity and assets and and all that sort of stuff and i've found that i'm like i'm more like i always sort of want like before i worked in recruitment i was never interested in recruitment and even to be honest most of the time i was working in recruitment i wasn't interested in recruitment but yeah. by the end of it like i'd worked in it for six years and uh by the end of it i was actually quite interested in it like you know how resourcing works and you know the sort of projects and programs that you need and headcount and timesheets and budgeting and like all the rest of it and i wonder like is that sad that it's like you know as long as you're locked into yeah. a <laughs> i mean it is yeah, yeah. It's like eventually sure. we'll beat you down and you will get into this as well it's like a manager of mcdonald's like did you actually want to be a manager of mcdonald's or like 
or or did you just sort of slow did they wear you down and slowly you became interested in burger hygiene and fucking <laughs> i'm interested in burger hygiene yeah of course i mean who's not yeah i want my burgers to be hygienic for sure of course yeah um okay man look we need to wrap this up because we've been chatting for a while so um yeah thanks very much for have we? yeah how long how long have we been talking about, about an hour i think have we? Yeah. And we talked much about Vine before. I feel like we got off, we went off uh, track a bit. Uh, we we <laughs> started at about half seven, I think, and then it's almost nine. So, really? Yeah. Oh wow! Um, wow. Time flies when you when you're talking shares stuff. But yeah, I was going to say. So if if people want to catch up with your uh, comedy parody piss take vids, then they can check you out, okay. Matt James Comedy. On Facebook uh, or YouTube? Are you on YouTube now? Matthew Jones. I'm on YouTube. I've always been on YouTube. Sweet, but it's just haven't got the, haven't got the following. Well, let's let's um, change that with my 13 listeners. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, I think you should do another podcast where you do cocaine for the whole thing. Do you think? They're just like 10 hour podcasts, like, like no guests. <laughs> just, <laughs> no guests. Just me talking to myself. No, I think you should have guests but then you just do cocaine for the whole thing and it just goes on for about 10 20 hours i'm all, yeah, i'm okay with that yeah the longest podcast try and do the longest podcast in the world is there a record for that i think you should don't know if there is i think we could beat it as long as we had the cocaine supplies yeah exactly um, yeah okay cool well thanks very much matt james and uh yeah people check him out uh on facebook youtube and not vine because yeah. that's gone forget vine and uh no check me out on vine and, <laughs> <me> on vine. <laughs> and uh yeah we'll we'll see you on the next episode ciao for now bye